3: I don't care who you are, how much money you make. Uh, If you don't respect our country, then you shouldn't be in this country playing football. Go to another country and play football. If you can't respect the flag and the country, then you don't respect what
1: this is all about. So I would say, adios.
4: Coach Ditka,
3: tough talk, plain talk. Hall of Fame football player, legendary coach Mike Ditka. You should go play in another country if you're going to kneel during the national anthem. So there's a report out that the league is considering that they've had enough they think it's hurting ratings, I'll bet. But uh, it's considering a rule that would require all players to stand for the national anthem. They're going to consider that rule in the meeting next week. Is that something you can do? Uh, yes. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a workplace. It's a private
4: workplace. And uh, you can say, uh, you know, you can demand whatever you want, I suppose, unless it violates Including
3: pledging allegiance to a country?
4: That's uh, not a free
3: speech issue of some sort.
4: Uh, no. Well, you can ask them to stand. You don't. Ha- you can't affirmatively make them declare something, but you can tell them you, you don't stand the, when the judge comes into the courtroom. You don't think
3: That's the Supreme of, Court would say you are uh, by definition uh, affirming your allegiance to the country, and the company can't make you do that, or something like that.
4: Um. Not. Yeah, I think. I think you'll get an exemption from the workplace, and because it's a fairly benign and. Um, passive act it's not you're not making somebody do something other than stand up which they do all game anyway Hmm. so i you know like i'm on the supreme court i could just
3: see i could just see the argument being made that the the place it represents in america it is therefore something or other
4: we're, we're joined by ABC's Brad Milka, who is reporting on uh, the controversy in President Trump's recent statements, the NFL's recent uh, at least tentatives tentative moves toward making a tentative move. Hello Brad, how are you?
3: Is he there? So I'm guessing the I'm guessing the NFL's in a full-on panic about this ratings drop. Uh, they're more concerned about the ratings being down than the 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 issue itself. And they're just trying to figure out a way to stop the slide. Right.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we have Brad here. Hey, Brad, how are you?
5: Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Good morning.
4: Terrific. So uh, what's the latest? The president's been tweeting. The NFL's been
5: reacting. Well, that's right. If the president set up a stare down with the NFL over the anthem protest, it looks like the NFL might be blinking. Uh, you've already had a couple of owners say that they're on the president's side in all this, that they think their players should stand or face consequences. Now you've got Roger Goodell sending a memo to owners saying that it's the position of the NFL that players should stand. Now, that's not necessarily anything new. The the, the manual for players says that they should stand during the anthem, but it doesn't say must. It doesn't have any penalties for what happens if they don't. So he is calling on the owners to consider a, a new plan. He's not releasing the details yet, but he's he has a plan to move past this controversy going forward, so next week, the owners will all get together and decide exactly what they're going to do here. Will they create a, a more hard and fast rule for the players, or will they reach some sort of compromise we don't know
3: well, and the trouble is that it's it's not like it's you know General Motors or something like this asking this of the employees in the factory dude it. the it's a product it's an entertainment product and and the people have to want to watch it and and polls show that, that most of America is on the side of wanting the players to stand, but um, if they were to enforce it, so even if, they, even if they have a rule that you have to stand during the national anthem, how are a lot of players or viewers going to react if they enforce it, like if they wouldn't play a player who didn't stand or if they would fire him? I don't know how people would react to that.
5: Yeah, it's a great question because in so many polls you see should players stand for the anthem, and the answer is overwhelmingly yes because most Americans see that as a, as a sign of respect. If the question is should players be forced to stand during the anthem, all of a sudden those numbers go down because a lot of Americans don't like right. being told what to do with their free speech at all. Good so, point. To actually see uh, if this becomes an ultimatum moment, this is going to be very tricky for players, and uh, frankly, I think the NFL is worried about putting their players in an untenable position, because you've already had players say that they're speaking on behalf of their communities, that they are taking uh, a stand that they find necessary. Some of them have even said this is worth facing punishment over. So, if all of a sudden your coach or your or your boss tells you you have to stand, and you do, and you're there with your hand over your heart with everyone else, does that make you a sellout? And that is the question that players are going to be facing now unless they come up with a compromise. And Goodell has already sort of suggested that that might be what they're looking for here.
4: Well, and I don't think there's any need to to try to guess at what might happen. We've been through this. When the president originally blasted the very few players – for not standing. We saw hundreds of players not stand the following week. So if Roger Goodell puts out some strongly worded uh, missive that they have to stand, I'm thinking you're not going to see a single guy standing.
3: Right, I mean, and then so what are you going to do, fire them all and then play your fourth stringers? That worked during the strike, remember that,
4: like 15 years ago? That was some entertaining football. <laughs> Well, I, I, I will
5: say that when the president says you guys should stand, there's actually nothing the government can do about it, right? There's sure certainly enough. something that, that their employers can do, though. And when you talk about the amount of money that some of these guys would stand to lose just by being suspended for a game or something like that, um, then that could have real ramifications. Colin Kaepernick, of course, is feeling those ramifications right now, whether they're being spoken or not. But what you could see is, is and Goodell mentions this in his memo, you know how you have Breast Cancer Awareness Week, where the players. Start decking themselves out in pink, and they're you know they make statements about their mom or their women in their lives. It's possible that you could see some week or two during the season that is devoted to social issues, that is devoted to players and their communities. That Goodell would feel like the players would get a chance to speak out what's on their mind, but they wouldn't necessarily be doing it during the anthem. That I think is what he's going to try to get at here. Yeah. But but this meeting, is, where he says there will be players involved, there will be owners involved. It's going to be really instructive to see how the league deals with this, with a league that, by the way, 68% of the players are black.
4: It's, ABC's Brad Milkey is on the line, Jack.
3: Is this a negotiation that happens with the players' union and that sort of thing, or the owners just make a blanket statement without asking them?
5: Well, I mean, we haven't heard anything from the players' union yet, and I think that's interesting. That The that, that players' union, I, I think, does not want to be either in a position where uh, th- there's this line in the sand being drawn between ownership and the players. Um, and frankly, a lot of the players, remember, it's not as if the majority of players have been taking a knee during the sideline. A lot of players are profoundly uncomfortable with the idea of, of expressing political sentiments during the national anthem. Uh, however, they didn't want to be told what? to do by the president. Uh, owners, at first, it seemed felt the same way. You know, we're millionaires and billionaires, don't, don't tell us what to do. But uh, if going to an NFL game is all of a sudden going to be a political act, if you are declaring whether or not you're with the president or not because you're buying a ticket, that is a nightmare scenario for the NFL and its players because they lose out on a huge share of people.
4: A final question
5: from me, Brad.
4: Have you heard anything uh, from
5: the NBA
4: at this point, another league with uh, many black players players and 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 many
5: white fans Yeah, we haven't heard very much, at least since Goodell sent this note around, and frankly, LeBron James, uh, while he said he wouldn't be surprised if players were making some sort of statement during the anthem, he basically made it sound like you would not see that from him. Uh, Owners have said they are doubtful you'll see an organized response like that during their games. So the NBA, and across several sports, remember in Major League Baseball, we saw the first players uh, take a knee, and by the way, he, he communicate with Colin Kaepernick before that, who's still very much at the heart of this movement, uh, it doesn't like, seem like we are seeing this take off because so many people are worried about being seen as unpatriotic, and, and that is something that does not go over well with a majority of sports fans, regardless of their parties, uh, e- even if the cause was originally uh, about poli- uh, police brutality.
3: With ratings down for the NFL double digits last year and then nearly double digits so far this year, they got to be really concerned. About what's driving that, and I wonder if they think a lot of it's the kneeling thing. I don't know if it is or not.
5: Yeah, I, I doubt that they were very worried about ratings when Colin Kaepernick started taking any. I don't think that there were many people calling for a national boycott. At least not many effective voices. So the fact that it's been happening for a couple of years, I don't think that makes them worry. I do think though that in a league where ticket, you know, where ticket prices are so high, and it can sometimes be seen as The game can be seen as out of touch for ordinary fans sometimes uh, besides just sitting around and watching it on TV. I do think they worry that the game is going to be seen as the playground for liberals and the playground for the elite and and that you'll have these sort of tribal – uh, culture wars happening, and that is not what a league that wants to appeal to all Americans is about. And and that's why, uh, again, I, th- I think the Players Union ha- has a problem to work through here as well, because th- they don't want to be seen as, as, as another political entity. That's not what they're about either.
4: Boy, Brad, that last chunk, that was some good analysis right there. You should have led with that. <laughs> Said all that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. Great to talk to you, Brad. Thanks a million. Hey, thank you.
3: They, if I'm an owner, I hope it's about the National Anthem. I hope and pray sure, that the prob- ratings are down because of the National Anthem. Because if it turns out people are just kind of tired of football or something, then you're screwed.
4: Well, like so many things in life, I'm telling you, it's an accumulation of things. Uh, you know, I, I'm every man, Jack. You know that about me. And I have the unique ability to see into the souls of average Americans. Boy, that's handy. Oh, you know, a it, it, hundred different uses for that. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it is... You know, the wife beaters and the criminals. Um, But that's not enough to drag me away. Part of it's the my team is sucky last couple of years. It's probably not enough to drag me away.
3: And that's not true for everyone. Right. But it
4: doesn't have to be true for everyone. Um, But it's true for quite a few of us. Part of it's the kneeling thing. Now there are divisive, angry politics on my football show. And it's, you know, it's not a straw that broke the camel's back. That's a big old heavy log. And so I think it's a combination of things, but I totally get your point. They better pray it's the anthem because that's fixable. It isn't easily fixable. No. Not not anywhere close, uh, but at least they could fix that as opposed to just a generalized drifting away from it. See, hockey.
3: See, well, we always use the example of boxing. I mentioned uh, at the dinner table the George Foreman fight and Steven Seagal fight that we're all so excited about, Mm -hmm. and I had to try to explain to my seven-year-old, my second grader, who George Foreman is and was, and he just like meant nothing to him. When I was his exact age, George Foreman was the biggest thing in the freaking world, and every boy in class knew who he was and what he was. Right, and and the the concept of the heavyweight champion of the world doesn't even make any sense to my son, one generation later. So. Yeah, it, it can go away. It can go from the biggest thing to nothing <laughs> in a few years, which yeah. is really amazing.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he
6: excited about Steven Seagal? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Steven Seagal is a real touchstone for us eight-year-olds,
6: Michael. I, I have to admit,
3: the story was more for my wife than my kids, since they're not really interested in either one of those characters. So, by the by, one of the Although things Although the that- idea of fat old men fighting appealed to them. <laughs> well, it appeals to everybody. It's universal.
4: <laughs> Let me let, let me check with the souls of average America. Yep, we want to see it. The president tweeted something about the tax status of the NFL. They're tax exempt. They're not tax exempt, but they do get huge tax breaks to build the stadiums oh, and yeah. the rest of it. You know, we could touch on that. I don't I don't know. Do you want to? Do we got care?
3: Lindsay Lohan from her hotel suite back in Harvey Weinstein. Which is pretty funny.
4: With her her up all night drinking sexy cigarette voice.
3: And now her last, his last, I'm sorry, his last, Harvey Weinstein's last email attempt to save his career, which is pathetic. Uh, We'll read a little of that to you, among other things, coming up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi,
1: this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, I'm in Dubai. I'm home. Uh... i feel very bad for harvey white team right now i don't think it's right what's going on he's never harmed me or done anything wrong to me we've done several movies together and so i think everyone needs to stop i think it's wrong so stand up uh i think georgina needs to take a stand and be there for her husband
3: that's the part i really like oh god that's the part i really like Lindsay lohan whose life is a hot mess it's a dumpster fire um, that's live from her hotel room. It's
4: an S-show outside a, out back of a dumpster fire.
3: I'm not taking this as a joke. It's my life. <laughs>
4: right.
3: Lindsay Lohan from her hotel room in the United Arab Emirates, for some reason, is she the... the, the Sex toy of some uh, the prince, oil prince or something. What is she doing over S- there? Do like do that. do
4: Dubai. She's in. let her g- favorite Gulf state to vacation.
3: I'm thinking she's uh, she likes sand. Is m- that wrong? I'm thinking she's the uh, companion of some uh, oil billionaire. Yeah. Anyway, so she's lecturing the what seems to be a really decent person, Georgina Chapman, the wife of Harvey Weinstein, about you need to stay with Harvey. I think this is wrong. What they're doing to him. He's a serious molester possibly
4: rapist uh,
3: he's almost certainly a rapist yeah
4: and he, your 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 evidence is he didn't rape me <laughs> you know just... it's not her fault she was born pretty large-breasted and stupid there's and, no and, fix
3: in stupid and it's definitely not her fault that her parents are morons yes
4: morons and and, and nuts on the other hand uh, he didn't rape everybody we're not claiming he did well and you're, you're numbskull. And you're icky.
3: He he went for the Gwyneth Paltros, the uh you know, did the, the, that 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 the you're, you're icky.
4: Are you alleging that there could be uh, microbial issues with uh, climbing on top of Lindsay Lowen?
3: So a couple of different things. That's a
4: hell of an allegation, which I will not
3: let pass. We mentioned Harvey's wife, who I didn't, I never heard this name before in my life, but she's a, she's a fairly big deal fashion person. She was rich before they got together, mm. which uh, you know, because when I heard he's married to a much younger model, I thought, okay, we know what that deal is. But she was was dang wealthy before she uh, hooked up with him. Had no idea. As a 28-year-old, and he was 55 or something, and now they're both older, and they got kids together. And she said, my heart breaks for all the women who have suffered tremendous pain because of these unforgivable actions. I'm leaving my husband. I'm going to take care of our children. I would appreciate your privacy, which is a good way to handle the whole thing. She, unlike him apologized to the women and said she feels for the horrible things that he did. He hasn't said anything within 100 miles of that.
4: Right. He, he made he a said bizarre that. having it both ways. Uh, my behavior was less than optimal, and I certainly regret that. But there are a lot of lies, and I'll be taking action.
6: He's going to a European sex rehab, whatever that is. Please. It's uh, the name of a club out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Um oh, it's a
6: club in Amsterdam.
3: The Obamas released this statement yesterday. Michelle and I have been disgusted by the recent reports about Harvey Weinstein. Any man who demeans and degrades women in such fashion needs to be condemned and held accountable regardless of wealth or status. Here's one way you know the Obamas didn't know what was going on. Is their oldest daughter interned over there with Weinstein? And you you wouldn't send your daughter into that if you had any inkling of
4: this. Yeah, no matter how cynical you were, yeah. I mean, Barack Obama would have to know Harvey Weinstein is not going to molest his daughter, though. He would have
3: to You wouldn't send your daughter to work there. Uh, No.
4: No, I would agree. I would agree. That would be an extraordinary act of cynicism (laughs) that, you know, with all my gripes with uh, Barack, uh, that's not one of them. He's not cynical about his children.
6: Yeah, talking about the type of pressure that that Weinstein kind of leverages on people. Uh, the reporter who did the New Yorker story, the oh. most recent one.
3: I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, I knew there was one more thing I wanted to get to. This is really good. So this is the reporter who broke the big New Yorker story on Rachel Maddow last night.
0: So Ronan, you just said that one of these women spoke on camera back in January. You?
6: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, some context. Ronan is under. He is technically an NBC reporter as well as freelance.
0: So Ronan, you just said that one of these women spoke on camera back in January. You, why did you end up reporting this story for The New Yorker and not for NBC News?
1: Look, you would have to ask NBC and NBC executives about the details of that story. I'm not going to comment on any news organization story that they um, you know, did or didn't run. Uh, I will say that over many years... Many news organizations have circled this story and faced a great deal of pressure in doing so, mm. and there are now reports emerging publicly about the kinds of pressure that news organizations face in this mm-hmm. um, and that is real in, in the course of this reporting, I was threatened with a lawsuit personally by mr Weinstein and um, you know we 've already seen that The Times has been publicly threatened with a suit i don 't want to describe uh, any suits leveled at other organizations that I work with, but uh, You know, certainly this is a a considerable amount of pressure that outlets get us.
3: If if Harvey Weinstein said he was going to sue me, I would think I'm going to go broke here. Yeah, that, that, that will end badly.
4: You can be right and still be reduced to pauperhood.
3: And NBC didn't do the story NBC. that their own reporter had.
6: NBC said that the story was not publishable or somewhat incomplete at the time it was brought to Shut him. up. Ronan has said it. Hey, <laughs> Shut up. It's, not you, them. Yeah, he said it's essentially the exact same thing that was the final published y- version. Y- yeah, we're into business. We know what that means. <laughs> that means all right, we don't want to run it.
4: <laughs> it's just a standard issue uh, excuse. That's wild. So, uh, Harvey, as the uh, walls were uh, crumbling down sent out a letter to a number of folks, saying, and I quote, My board is thinking of firing me. All I'm asking is let me take a leave of absence and get into heavy therapy and counseling. Whether it be in a facility or somewhere else, allow me to resurrect myself with a second chance. A lot of the allegations are false, as you know. But given therapy and counseling, as other people have done, I think I'd be able to get there. I could really use your support or just your honesty if you can't support me. But if you can... I need to, you to send a letter to my private Gmail address. The letter would only go to the board and no one else. We believe that what the board is trying to do is not only wrong, but it might be illegal and would destroy the company. If you could write this letter backing me, getting me the help and time I need away, and also stating your opposition to the board firing me, it would help a lot. I'm desperate for your help. Just give me the time to have therapy. Do not let me be fired. If the industry supports me, that is all I need. With all due respect, I need the letter today. <laughs>
3: Beautiful. I assume that was over the weekend, because I think they fired him on Sunday.
4: Yeah, and that was uh, the letter uh, you know, that, that Jeff Katzenberg was referencing with his eloquent and fantastic, uh, no effing way am I supporting you, you disgust me uh, well, and, letter.
3: And and if you know anything about people who have had a variety of problems, his attitude ain't right uh, for someone who actually thinks they've got a problem and Preach, wants to brother. do something about it. What do you mean? Well, he's, he's still going with the other people did this to me, it's it's not right, that sort of thing, as opposed to, oh, my God, I have got serious problems. Right. This is awful. I have hurt so many people. I have done so many bad things i i all I can do is 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 apologize and hope to do better I mean nothing like that I'm gonna go to rehab even though all
4: this is fake right. and was made up by other people who really did the bad stuff and what they' doing might
3: even be illegal
4: right and I will prosecute them but I'm gonna go to rehab yeah, that really sounds like a guy who's turning his his life around right well he's a predator if you were if you're willing to rape a woman, what are you not willing to do?
3: The guy's a reptile yeah. Um, Matt Damon came out yesterday, made a statement, said he did not. He he denies that story. He says he did not show up at the New York Times or call them or whatever and go to bat for Weinstein. Really? Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Matt Damon's never struck me as a liar, but I don't know him.
4: No, no. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if there's any uh, in-depth reportage on that story, which was widely circulated. He and Russell Crowe went to the NY Times and, and were part of the team that got them to spike the story, as they say in the business.
3: So Gwyneth comes out yesterday, says Weinstein made a move on her. She told Brad Pitt, her boyfriend at the time, he goes over and threatens to unleash, unleash a Missouri whoop-ass or whatever. Yes. <laughs> On Wednesday, Right. But so, Way to go, Brad. So then Brad Pitt. Knew, there's At least there's one freaking man in this story. Although he didn't go public with it ever, and he's about as big and powerful and rich as you can get. And, I don't think he was at the time, probably. No, not at the time, but how about a week ago? Or a year ago. Or five years ago. And he not only dated Gwyneth Paltrow, then he's married to Angelina Jolie, who claims she would go around telling people don't go work for Harvey Weinstein because he's a sexual predator. So Brad Pitt's had two people he was in love with that this guy came on to. And he still is going to keep his mouth shut. I just, I don't get that. I don't understand it. I mean, Brad Pitt, not that many years ago, he's the highest paid person in the world. You know,
4: if I was going to look for an excuse for Brad Pitt, and why would I? um, It's possible, you know, you use the phrase, came on to. You get to come on to people. Sure, absolutely. It's it's sexual harassment in the workplace. Did he know about the sexual assaults and the rapes? I don't know. I mean, because if you've got a guy who's kind of a pig and powerful in the industry... I'm not sure as Brad Pitt I'm going to launch a crusade against Harvey Weinstein in my middle age. I might find something else to do.
3: Like smoke, dope, and not bathe. Well, right.
6: (laughs) Just one example. (laughs) Or smoke, dope, and bathe. Because sometimes he does. If I'm turning my cynical meter all the way up to 12, the reason why none of these powerful individuals, even when they had reached the point of financial security, did this is because it's not just Harvey Weinstein. What if there's 50 of these guys? Yeah, I made a crusade a against one, and then there's yeah. no that's 49. That's not cynical. That's no. realistic. Yeah. And as we've
4: documented and, and, and discussed over the last couple of days, it's not only women. It is children. It is regular, rampant child molestation. Hooray for rapey-wood men. Constantly told you got to blank my blank if you want a job. You see
3: the actor that came out yesterday? What's that guy's name? Black Terry guy. Cruz Yeah, who came out and said yep. uh, somebody grabbed his package at a party. Yep. And what? And said you need to blank me yep. blank. That guy's carved out of granite. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And well, he didn't. He said he didn't fight the guy because he said I know how that would have looked in the news in the next day. A two hundred and eighty pound, six foot five black guy beats down somebody. But yeah, uh, yeah he said he got grabbed by the uh, by the gonads. Yeah. At a
4: party. So remember, Rapey Wood, who knows who you ought to vote for and how you ought to live and what ribbon you ought to wear, has uh, no time evidently to crack down on on child rape and and just harassment and assaults, sexual assaults on everybody. Keep your
3: lectures to a minimum this upcoming Oscars. Nobody's wanting to hear it. They're raping everybody out here. What's coming up in your
7: news, Marshall Phillips? House hey, Speaker Ryan warning Trump's feud with a top GOP senator has got to stop. It's getting in the way of legislative gains. And I don't know if you bought into this yet, but a lot of parents are going to follow the four gift rule for their kids at Christmas. The four gift
3: rule, Marshall. Indeed, indeed. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Something about the phrase European sex rehab just doesn't work. I don't know why. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> I like the end of that Weinstein letter that he sent to all the rich and powerful. Please, please, one more chance. Could you just, I'm begging you, just one more try. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And if you could do that today, I'd really appreciate (laughs) it. you got to
4: be today. (laughs) (laughs) So get on it. If you ever want to work in this town again, bitches. Yeah, Nice, Harvey. Let's
3: get the news now with Marshall
7: Phillips. Well, GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan's got some advice for President Trump and Senator Bob Corker. My advice is for for these two gentlemen to sit down and just talk through their issues. Uh, I think that's the best way to get things done. In other words, we're not getting any legislation done, we're sitting around feuding. Trump and the Tennessee Republican engaged in a war of words on Twitter after Corker, amongst other things, suggested the President may be leading the U.S. on a path to World War III with his rhetoric about North Korea. You think that was
3: overstated? Yes, yeah. It's. I mean, it's fair criticism. He's the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee. He's not a nobody on this issue. It's a hell of a thing to say to
4: the press. Um, is he saying that privately? Is he writing letters?
3: I don't know. He Maybe, be, he, is. He, Maybe be, he is and They're being ignored. Yeah, he could be seriously concerned. Mm-hmm. Although I would think if you're if you actually think that, uh, you should hold a press conference. Like, go big, don't you think? Yeah, instead
4: of just tell a reporter, Uh yeah, because that's obviously a big thing to say. The whole, uh, they're running an adult daycare center at the White House, on the other hand, was just some good sniping.
7: Yesterday, Trump was answering Corker's criticism during a White House photo op. We were on the wrong path before. All you have to do is take a look. If you look over the last 25 years, through numerous administrations, we were on a path to a very big problem. A problem like this world has never seen. on the right path right now, believe me. Now,
4: that was some good Trumpism in there, but that was also old-style Trump, when he used to be much more reasonable and and measured and the rest of it. It's a perfectly valid point. What do you suggest, Bob, a little more of the Obama-Bush- Carter-Clinton doctrine?
3: Yeah, and that gets to the NBC story that's out today, where he had uh, a meeting with a bunch of your military types, and he didn't know this, and he didn't know that, and he asked this question, and asked that question, which I think That's what you're supposed to do. You get the experts in and you ask them questions. Um, I don't see that as a big deal, but I've seen a number of people complaining that Trump doesn't believe in experts. The trouble is he doesn't believe in experts. Well, experts got us to where we are with the North Korean situation. Three three two-term presidents and all their genius experts got us to where we are today. Experts took us into Iraq. Experts got us $20 trillion in debt. Right. These experts. So well, I, who cares? And it reminds
4: me of uh, my my son Declan's great quote that anybody who uses the term science as if there's one science knows nothing about science and anybody who uses the term foreign policy experts and acts as if they're all in agreement. If the right. idiot president, president would just listen to them. That's just it's a lie. It's an intentional uh, misleading.
7: Some parents who don't want their kids to be spoiled or feel entitled to a lot of presents at Christmas are now using the four gift rule, which has been getting attention on mom blogs over the past few years. Hit me with this. Under the rule, children get four gifts, one they want, one they need, one they can wear, and one they can read. Interesting. Many parenting experts Grandma. say that limiting the number of gifts is a good idea. I like that. One they want, one they need, one they can one wear. One you and- need, yeah, and one they can read. Here's a
3: twenty-five dollar
7: bond.
6: <laughs> yeah, Thanks, <laughs> Santa.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Put it away and wait for twenty years.
6: I should have just ate the cookies.
7: That's a wrap. at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West.
3: Um, did Harvey Weinstein need to go to Europe huh. for counseling? or is Yeah, he... they got sexier counseling over there. <laughs> or is he just trying to avoid rape charges? Is he going to stay over there? Pull a Robin Polanski. That's what everybody seems to think.
4: I think he wants to escape the Pavarazzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he might. Yeah, that might be a strategy. Plus, he has absolutely zero intention of, quote, getting better. So he's going over there to get laid, I'd assume. Oh, my God. Wow. Or to yank it in front of people he's oh. trapped in a
6: narrow hallway,
3: Have you, for instance. Did you hear that story? We told oh that story a lot God. earlier. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So somebody needs to confirm this story a little bit before I run with it. Hey, executive producer, are you sure that this story says a New York Magazine contributing editor about John Kelly... And Mattis having a conversation about physically restraining the president if he ever lunges for the nuclear football. what? Yeah, I don't want to what? go with that story unless it's got some confirmation. Okay, okay. I'll read I'll read the whole okay. thing. All but because right. uh, that's that sounds like crap, right? Sounds like anti-trump propaganda. I won't have it exactly.
4: Well, maybe I'll have it during the break, and we'll see what we think of it. So, uh, fire update, Brett Brett Burkhart joins us. Brett, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I've got a good friend who lives in wine country who we exchanged texts uh, yesterday afternoon, and the word was, no, things are fine here. And by the late evening, his town was told, pack your things and get ready. It's amazing how quickly and, and scarily this is all moving. What do you have for us?
0: Not surprising to hear that, Joe. We are crunching the numbers and coming up with mind-blowing results when it comes to the speed at which these fires are moving. In the first 12 hours of the fires Sunday night into Monday, 20,000 acres burned in the North Bay. Now, to put that in perspective, the fires advanced more than a football field every three seconds. Whoa! Let that sit for a second. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. We are seeing dash cam video from a deputy in the first 12 hours of the fires, and it looks like the deputy is driving into hell. Uh, there's smoke everywhere, sparks blowing sideways off trees that look like torches. You could barely see the roadway. It's, it's just amazing, the images. And if you look at statewide, 22 wildfires are burning. 17 of them are in wine country and beyond. So overall in the state, 170,000 acres have burned. But that's 266 square miles, nearly six times the size of San Francisco.
4: Well, and a substantial portion I'm of born. that is burning actively and uncontained right now as we speak.
0: The most devastating one is the Tubbs Fire that burned down through Santa Rosa, and we're still counting the devastation from that. And that still is 0% contained. The Atlas Fire burning through Napa County is 26,000 acres and uh, causing more evacuations in Solano County. However, they are 3% contained. I mean, we'll take anything at this point, but gosh it's uh, it's been two days now and they only have three percent contained on the atlas fire
4: is there anything breaking in terms of who needs to va- evacuate or anything like that that we could hit or should hit
0: sure calistoga is uh, being evacuated parts of Glen ellen being evacuated these are all small little uh, towns some containing wineries uh, many of the wineries were destroyed or damaged uh, we are also getting word that uh, even first responders are not immune to the fires. While they were saving lives and property, twenty Sonoma County sheriff employees lost their homes. Yet they're still <sighs> serving the public, going in and making rescues as well. Oh my God! Twenty, 20 a, from it's it's that one
3: agency—that's incredible. Because you got your own, you know, 20. family and children to think about. Where are they going? What are they doing?
0: Um. So that takes one incredible individual.
3: Yeah. The math on that, by the way. So uh, the fires going on. A football field in three seconds, that's incredible. So in, in in like 45 seconds, you could have it go a mile. You could see a fire way over there and think, oh, I got some time. It's getting close. We better. No. In no time at all, it's on top. Here. And that,
0: that's exactly right. And that's why when firefighters say there were no amount of crews or apparatus that could stop this from spreading into Santa Rosa at the speed at which it did. Now, the wind has died down today, so it's not moving quite that fast, However, the winds are expected to pick up today around 5, so another red flag warning is in the future for, for wine country, and that's going to last all the way through tomorrow.
4: Brett Burkhardt doing a, f- a fabulous job, as you always do. Thanks a million, Brett. Keep an eye on this stuff for us. Thanks, guys. Oh, oh my God. It's just
3: you know. Is there anything to the if a fire can spread the way it's spreading that we're doing something wrong? Just in, in terms of the amount of dry vegetation we have everywhere? I don't I don't know that there's anything that can be done about it.
7: I don't know either, either.
4: It was just as everybody knows an extremely wet year which meant everything grew like crazy and then it doesn't rain for 6 months and uh, which is fairly normal and it just becomes tinder dry. Yeah,
3: well I've got I've got a, a number of acres of that sort of stuff and it would take a lot of time and money to clear all that out.
4: Right. And you know the entire state looks like that. Right. Up and down every hill and every canyon from, you know, Wai Riga to San Diego and beyond. Hmm. Anyway, you know, and it, uh, it's, it's terrible. I can't even bring myself to, to make a joke about, you know, wine country as a wino. Um, or, or wineries or, oh my God, save the wine. It's just not funny. Anyway. Uh,
3: now, some of the photos
4: are amazing. Oh my God, that footage Brett was talking about, I don't know if I saw the same stuff, but... If you have to drive through that to save your life, I mean, the obvious point is what's behind you is a worse alternative. And it looks like you're in a, a tunnel in hell, driving into the depths of hell.
3: I think everybody's probably seen pictures of people standing where their house used to be. And there's nothing there, like nothing, not a thing. It would take you a long time to stop thinking about all the stuff that you lost in that fire, having things pop into your head. Oh, yeah, this, that, that and this that picture this this clothing item this cherish that i
4: think you probably deal with that over over time oh you know my with god. with the fabulous painkiller of thank god we're alive yeah
3: and then all these kids how long are they going to be out of school i mean there's just all kinds of uh, issues around it it's rough no doubt
4: there's a 30% chance of rain in like 6 or 7 days i think So that's nothing.
3: Has anybody uh, tied this into uh, global warming and that whole thing, climate change? I'm sure they've tried. I don't know. Go ahead. Whatever. Nobody's listening to you. No. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.